just the keen and enthusiasm. Um, you have once more been asking people that you know for questions for what we should be covering. And we've had a brilliant one in today, haven't we? We have, yeah. So a lady called Jill Hayes, who's in a networking group that where I asked the question, has asked the following question, which is, what value should I put on trusting and listening to gut instinct, especially when it's saying walk away or alarm bells ring? To be more specific, if it's the person you might work with, start a venture with, or who you don't previously know, for example, um, you know, if you get a bad feeling what should you do? Do you walk away or do you stick around and find out more because you want rational brain to convince gut instinct you need more evidence? What do you think? Um, generally, if you're looking at somebody and alarm bells are ringing and you're going, no, you look like a bit of a random nutter, then you should smile and wave and walk on by would be my instinct. How about you? I think probably the same. However, it's a really interesting question because on in the past, I have worked with another coach <gasps> and she, uh, she was very much on gut instinct over something and she said, this isn't going to work, this isn't going to work. And I said to her, stop saying it's not going to work, let's give it a go and see what happens. So we did, we managed to get some business out of it but eventually she was right. So we, we went for it in the end, but her gut rang out over my, let's just see what happens. I think when you have a business partner that is talking themselves out of it constantly, you're never going to get past that because that talking themselves out of it is in their brain 24 seven and you're only in their face maybe five days a week, Monday to Friday, nine till five, if you are actually in an office with somebody. So unless you can present evidence that changes their mind, them talking themselves out of it is always going to win. Um, so going back and giving a less flippant answer than actually your gut instinct is probably right. You know, first impressions aren't normally that wrong, are they? If your visceral reaction on meeting somebody is, that's lovely, but no, I don't want to business-wise get into bed with you or any kind of get into bed with you, and no, I think you're going to drive me potty on a long-term basis, they're not a great business partner. No. I would agree with you on that front. Um, the question is whether the idea is so marvellous and so profitable or their skill set is so unique that it is worth putting up with their less than amazing personality match. Mm. But none of us is irreplaceable. So, yeah, they might have an amazing skill set that you need for your business venture, there will be somebody else out there. There's what six and a half billion people on the planet. There will be somebody else out there with that skill set with a better personality match. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the, the thing that's important about any collaboration in business or business partner or anything is that 
you have got to get on. You've got to be able to communicate with each other. You've got to start on a level pegging. You've got to have a rapport so that you can, um, you know, get on with life um, and actually be successful together. Now, sometimes, and I'm going to flip this a little bit, you have a gut reaction against somebody that challenges you. Yes. Okay. And actually having somebody that challenges you might be beneficial for you longer term. Yes, absolutely. So there is a there is a kind of flip side to this, which is where potentially I would suggest going and talking to somebody else about it or having a meeting with somebody else that you trust with this person just so that they can meet them and give their gut instinct view on it um, as to how it may or may not work. Because quite often we will push away people who are not like us or who we think are going to challenge us when actually that might be just what we need. You raise a valid point. Um, so again, taking the flippancy out by another level, God, we're going to be almost sensible by the end of this. Um, the other thing that you can do if you want more data is of course, if it's around personal relationships, then this is where we can use the joy of psychometrics. Absolutely, um, yes. So both you and I are trained in the art and usage of psychometrics. I use Harrison, you use... Something called 24-7 assessments. Okay. And Harrison as well. Absolutely. Psychometrics tell us what somebody is really like um, when they're not faking being obliging. Because when you're meeting somebody and talking about going into a business relationship with them, both sides are on their bestest, bestest behaviour, putting on a front, playing very nicely. Um, so you're not seeing the real person anyway. Um, mm -hmm. Because you're not seeing the real person, that may mean that you're getting alarm bells that you shouldn't be getting because they're faking, but then you're faking too. Um and what the psychometrics do is break that down. Now, there's loads and loads of different psychometrics. Lots of people have a preference. Um, but what you're trying to do is understand how this person really ticks, what they're going to be like in certain circumstances, and therefore how many of those real traits that they have are going to bug the living doodles out of you. Because it's those niggles that you either have to learn to live with or which kill the relationship. Um, so if you're going into a business relationship, you know, you are effectively getting married to this person in terms of business. Um, you are twining your success in with theirs. You need them to perform how you want them to perform. And therefore, it is another form of employment. It's just employment of equals. The power relationship is different. Um, and we do a lot of recruitment support, the pair of us. So treat it like a recruitment decision. Um, and that means having job descriptions, talking about how this relationship is going to work. Um, so you and I, for example, have a formal joint venture agreement. 
yes. we actually sat down and went, how is this going to work? Um, and that, to my mind, has stopped a lot of arguments because we had the discussion ahead of time when life wasn't remotely feisty. There was nothing to fight about. It was all joy and love and excitement. Um, and we did do the whole psychometric thing as well. We did, exactly. Um, and I think what you raised there is important, if I can butt in. It's not just about the other person doing the psychometrics. It's about you doing them as well. Oh, yeah. Because the psychometrics are going to show you stuff about you that you maybe don't want to admit. Um, and also it will show where potential flashpoints are between the two of you. Um so it will look at different styles of doing things, different traits, what's important to each of you, so that actually you can say, oh, well, I'm really focused on this area here, and I actually don't give a monkeys about this area here, but that person's really into that. Oh, okay, so, or actually there's going to be competition here because we're both going to want to do this thing. Um, so there's all sorts of things that you can do by looking at both of them alongside to see where potential flashpoints are going to be. Yes, and the joy about psychometrics is it's no longer your opinion. So it is no longer my opinion that you have certain traits. I've got it in black and white. It's a little bit more psych um, scientific. Um, and that, again, takes the tension out of it. Um, so psychometrics do play a big part and again the point about going into business with somebody is you don't want the pair of you to be two peas in a pod um because we all have strengths and weaknesses the point about going into business with somebody is that they round you out you don't want strengths in every single of the same areas because then you've got bigger weaknesses yeah um, I would also, in terms of looking at a business relationship or business partnership, going into Harrison language, I would be very interested in levels of self-motivation mm -hmm. because having a business partner that needs you to constantly motivate and organize them is going to get very tedious very quickly. I would suggest at the beginning of a business partnership, you want somebody who is really naturally optimistic and really naturally enthusiastic. Again, otherwise it's just going to suck the life out of you. Yeah. Um, this needs to be their baby. They need to be excited about it. They need to know how it fits in with their life goals. And if they're not clear about what their life goals are, to my mind, they're likely to bug out of this because they're just doing it to fill in. And it's like, I don't have a better plan, so I'll do this. It's not a great way to start a business relationship, is it? No, it's not. Um, and these are all things that you, you know, to an extent, gut instinct might pick up. But actually, as we said earlier, your gut instinct is working on the display that they present to you on the time of that meeting mm -hmm. and actually all of this stuff like in any job interview you can't actually find out which is why having a psychometric and having that as a, a, a sort of a, a strict minimum so to speak in anything that you think about doing takes the guesswork out of it to a certain degree 
yes. Um, and also taking the time to try and write job descriptions. Um, lots of people find job descriptions really finickety and they don't see the point of them. You know, if you're in that stage of your business relationship where you're flying by the seat of your pants, everything's wildly exciting. Taking the time to sit down and negotiate roles feels very grown up, very boring. It doesn't feel like a good use of time. And if you're right at the beginning, you don't know what the role should be. But actually, you're losing out on a really important stage of negotiation. Who is doing what? So you either need to have a really good plan or you need to have some job description because the job description is effectively the plan. Who is going to be doing what? Um, ideally, you should have both, but that's probably a level of grown-upness too far. Um, but once you've written it down, it's easier for you to then negotiate over that. And once you've written it down, it's harder for people to ignore it and way easier for you to hold somebody accountable. Mm. And I think also, if you know that stuff before you go into a first potential meeting with somebody, then you're armed with a lot more information, a lot more uh, thought process that you've got, you know, you've done a lot more homework, so to speak, before you even have that initial first meeting, where you've got lots of different things in mind that you might not naturally have if you just go to a meeting and say oh this person looks really nice let's go and have a chat about working together and you suddenly your gut instincts like oh no i don't like that um you know you're armed with all this different information so you're listening to different things i think and this is one of the key differences between us you are miss prepare it all in advance whereas i'm little miss collaboration so i wouldn't do all that prep going into the meeting i would turn up into the meeting and be going let's talk about roles let's plan let's work together because to my mind if someone had turned up going i've written your job description and i've come up with the plan and i've decided this and i decided that i decided the other i'd tell you where to shove it because I wouldn't have said any of that in the meeting, though. <laughs> I would just have had it in my mind. <laughs> but that's not collaboration. That's not partnership. Yeah. That's not equals. You have decided what the plan is. You may be consulting me on the plan, but that's not equal in terms of power. So if we're equals, to my mind, we need to do it together. Okay. And if and you turn up beforehand, yeah, with we're not, in mind. then uh, that's not to say you shouldn't put any thought into it. Mm -hmm. I think there is a fine line in terms of thought. So you should think ahead of time what you're looking to get out of it and what your yeah. priorities are and your objectives. But if you've got it all worked out in your head before you meet with somebody, then what are they adding? their perspective to it but it's not equals because you've worked it all out and no, but I think you I might, might be wrong to them in i would probably say to them in advance mind you i'm thinking about what we did we didn't do any of that we just sat and talked <laughs> didn't we we sat and talked collaborated worked it out negotiated it 
yeah. we had multiple meetings and that would be the thing of yeah. the first meeting is very much a get to know you you probably shouldn't be going into that first meeting thinking about hooking up together um it's a bit it, like dating really isn't it it is about dating um and yes you know if you're going into partnership with somebody you are going into a long-term relationship it is a business mm. marriage um depending on the partnership you know we both do a lot outside of our partnership um so we're not that committed <laughs> um which works for us there are other people who want their business venture to almost be a hundred percent of what they do yeah you're looking for a a business partner or you know whatever a new business venture that you are going to start and, and that's a marriage yeah and it's huge commitment and there is no romance well there's a little bit of romance but you know we really should if we're doing a business marriage make sure that there's a prenup which would be the joint venture agreement or yeah. if you're setting up a business together you want to do a lot of checking into that person so checking out you know to my mind sharing a bank account with somebody is very 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 personal yes um so we have never shared a bank account no don't like you that much <laughs> <laughs> but when we had the conversation at the beginning it's just, we actually deliberately put into the agreement we'll review this after 12 months and make the decision about a bank account in 12 months because yeah. neither of us felt we knew each other well enough um, yeah. we had a joint venture that meant we could do that um and to my mind we're probably no closer to having a bank account because we've worked out we don't really need it exactly so there you go <laughs> um so it's absolutely like getting married on the do i really want to have a joint bank account with you <laughs> now i'll buy my own shoes thanks um some businesses it's all encompassing you have no choice but to do the bank account at that point you want to be doing some really good background checks on somebody to make sure that they are exactly what they seem um yeah what ccjs do they have what is their credit score how secretly disreputable are they you know what criminal record potentially have they got because yeah. you don't know have they had credit card issues in the past or credit issues and absolutely yeah. so your gut instinct is probably telling you you know, your gut instinct should be telling you to go to the next stage, and that go to the next stage, go to the next stage. Mm -hmm. You know, again, this shouldn't be a whirlwind romance. No. Um, you should be slowly moving towards each other over a period of months. If you're meeting somebody on the Friday and you're hooking up with them in business on the Monday, that is too quick. Yeah. It is highly, highly, highly likely that it will bite you on the backside. Um over a period of days, weeks, months, you can be collaborating, planning together. Um, yes, you do want to be spending the money on going to the solicitor and having a formal legal document put out. And if neither of you are prepared to put up the money to do that, that's telling you something about your business venture. Yeah. So the gut and the logic 
and the evidence combined together to build this pattern over time. If you are having warning bells, then at the very least, pause. Yeah. Go back, reflect. How can I do it differently? It's about risk management. Um, so identifying the things that could go wrong and looking at those from different angles as to how you can mitigate those risks. I think that's a key point in all of this in that, um, you know, lots of people always think oh, it's just going to work fine. They don't actually look at what might go wrong. And well, we if treat it goes our, wrong, yeah, we treat our business it, relationships, sorry to butt in, we treat our yeah. business relationships like we treat our personal relationships. So people always say marriage is the triumph of hope over reality. Um, and it's true. You know, how much formal checking out do we do of our partners before we literally leap into bed with them? Very little. Yes. <laughs> We've got no idea. Um, and so lots of people, that's the only way they know of operating. Um, and they go, oh, you know, it works in my personal life. Yeah. Um, therefore, that's how I operate in business life. Ah, this is why family businesses are potentially a good thing because you already have that no like and trust. Mm -hmm. So one of the advantages I have of working with my husband is I know we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. I know that I don't have to be worried about him having different objectives. Um, because it's there, we've talked about it, you know, we've been married for long enough now. That, um, and we've been through so much together that I can trust him completely. Even with somebody I know, like, and trust as much as you, I don't trust you as much as I trust the husband. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is probably a good thing from your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we've only known or uh, and sort of been in a relationship for two years. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, you have to combine the two things together. It's that analytical side of your brain. Again, going back to the Harrison assessment speak, we look at how we're using our analytical side of the brain. So the data, the hard facts and figures, the things you can't argue with, and our intuitive side of our brain. That's our gut instinct. And just sitting back and reflecting on the, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, Potential business venture. Mm -hmm. Surely you must have done some psychological vetting in your mind before you have that. Oh, you see, now you're getting over-enthusiastic, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, but yeah, if you've met them through a networking event, when you actually sit down to talk business, you you all, you you have already had your first date, so to speak. So you're probably yes. on a second or a third date. We are out of time. We so are. thank you very much to Jill for her amazing question. Thank you for your insights, Vicky. It's been marvellous. And we will talk to everybody next week.